Welcome to the Real Producer Podcast, episode one. My name is Alan Tong. I'm here with my guest, Annabelle Winters. Hello, hello. Hey, this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about, um, we're going to interview Annabelle and see what her role, what she does here as a real estate agent in Palos Verdes. But before we get started, a word from our sponsor. At FrameX Studio, getting your property photos done is simple. It's next day guaranteed or you don't pay. Our systems save your real estate business time and money. Stop paying for drone work, floor plans, and listing websites. Focus on getting appointments, managing your team, and winning those listings. Your first shoot is complimentary to show our work. So what are you waiting for? www.framexstudio.com That's www.framexstudio.com Right on. Hey, Annabelle, <laughs> let's get right into it, all right? All right, sounds good. So first question I would like to ask is... Mm-hmm. How did you come to become a real estate agent? How did you come to <laughs> I think the that's bro- a question that everybody asks, life? right? We always get that question. Yeah. Um, well, for me, it was just a function of prior to this, I was a wedding consultant and a wedding a planner. Wedding consultant? Uh, yeah. I had my own company. It was called Spoiled with Love. Um, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I ran that for several years. You know, you deal with a lot of brides, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it, it, it's a big, you know, it's a big life-changing event. They're getting married. So after that, I uh, became a stay-at-home mom for a while. Okay. And then after that, wanted to come back out into the workforce. So it sounds like sales and real estate seems to be the next step. Well, how, how long ago was that? <laughs> Spoiled with love. Spoiled with love was quite a long time ago. I want to say it was over like mm, 15 years ago that okay. I had it. Yeah, and I had the company for about five years sold it off. It was a web-based company. And then we also did event consultation. Was that also here in the South Bay? It was actually, it was in Torrance. Is in Torrance? <laughs> yeah, okay. it was very lo- I'm very local. I haven't traveled very far. So. so you're the expert here in the land. Oh, I do. Well, in Palos Verdes, I grew up here actually. So mm-hmm. I know the area pretty well. Um, haven't left. As you see, I've returned here. <laughs> and I'm back to the Palos Verdes office here for real estate as well. Um, but yeah, I wanted something that also had a it's funny because people always say, oh, I want to go into real estate because I want some flexibility and yes, I want to set flexibility. My... But you know, when I hear that now and I giggle because you don't really have that. You're basically a slave to the, to you're, the industry. You're a slave to the system now. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you work. I mean, if you're if you're really working and doing this full time, you're doing it weekends. You're, you're working mm-hmm. at night. You're working in the day. I mean, you're basically from when your eyes open to when your eyes close, <laughs> you're basically working. Yeah, yeah, spoiled with love. Now, this is the business that you had 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And because it was your business, you had to learn sales. You had to learn exactly. all sorts of skills. Mm-hmm. And did you have any of that? Did you bring any of that expertise into what you do now? Oh, absolutely. Because, um, you know, that's also a service industry. And as, yeah. as you know, for real estate, we're also a service industry. We're here to, you know, provide clients with information and helping them with transitioning to, you know, a home sale is a big purchase. You know, it's another Probably big. the biggest. Exactly. It's one of their big life changes. But so was a wedding. Yeah, so, right. Exactly. It's, a, it's another life change. So I'm very accustomed to that in, in, you know, handling people who have high levels of stress or is going through a lot, um, walking them through every single step of the way and mm-hmm. getting them, you know, to, to meet their goals, basically. So it, it kind of went hand in hand. Kind of went from, oh, okay, you're getting so, married to now, how about with my house? Yeah, a good transition. <laughs> exactly. Did you have any, uh, I guess, clients that you from that business that you... Oh, no, because that was so long ago because I did take oh. a gap in between where mm-hmm. I was a stay-at-home mom for a period of time. Yeah. So basically, you know, going into real estate, you started over again. <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah. You know, um, don't you have an upcoming 
I know we just talked about a little bit about marriage and weddings, but you have an upcoming event, right? Something about divorce. <laughs> I know. Yes, that's that's the next step, right? You go from marriage oh to uh, buying a house to now now maybe thinking about divorce. Oh my goodness! Um, so actually, in particular, one of my specialties in real estate is I am a divorce real estate expert. Okay. Um, I handle a lot of uh, couples that are in divorce or in litigation, and they want to liquidate their home because, you know, how else can you divide the house unless you want to put a little chalk line in the middle of your house mm-hmm. and divide mm-hmm. it? Um, but so I do help probably 50% of my clients even in 2002 were all clients that were in the midst of divorce yeah, or um, couples who were needing to do a sale. It was in the middle of a court proceeding or something, and I come in. Um, as the mediator realtor, and then I help kind of navigate through the divorce and helping them with selling the house. Yeah, when it comes to these major life events, you have weddings, you have <laughs> buying a home. I'm sure there's a lot of, and divorce, of course, there's a lot of emotions that, oh, that play. Oh, a lot. <laughs> it, it takes the right person to have a lot of patience, mm-hmm. um, walking them through it. You know, of course, I've been married, so I know what weddings are like. I've had, you know, I have a daughter as well, so I know what it's like to have children. I also myself am divorced, and Mm -hmm. so I know what that path leads to as well. And so it's always good to have somebody that knows what you're going through to kind of help you walk through the process as well. I mean, it's not like you get a divorce every single day or all the time. And so it's a, it's, a, it's a first for everybody. It's something new. They need to know the knowledge and, you know, be equipped with all the, you know, knowledge of what the process entails and what they can do to, you know, kind of make it a smooth divorce. Um, the house is a big asset. You know, it it's is. usually something people argue over or, you know, that's why usually the easiest thing is just to sell the property if needed. Um, that's where I come in and, you know, there's so many stories of, you know, couples are arguing while I'm in there trying yeah, to get yeah. photos or trying to stage. Or I've had couples where I'm in a group chat with them and they're bickering back and forth. Like it's forth. not awkward at all? You you just have to take it as it is. I mean, it's just life, right? These are people. And so yeah, you're, people have emotions. Right. Yeah. And you're when they're in a divorce, that's when they're at the worst state. And that's when mm. they need the most assistance and the most I imagine help. your phone is—I I imagine your— your job is a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of stress because I'm the type of person that takes on your problems on myself, yes. you know? So it's kind of like when when it does sell or when we finish, I get very excited for my clients as well because, you know, I accomplish their goals or help them reach a dream that they it's were. It's a new chapter for, for all of them and you're part of that. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that that's kind of 50% of where I go at is just divorce clients. Well, has anything gone wrong before? Um, so I had this... One couple who was divorcing, the wife moved out of the house and the husband refused to leave um, and was supposedly renovating the home. When I got, so I at first didn't get the client. They, the court had ordered somebody else, but she couldn't sell it in three months. And then the court ordered for me to take on the listing. When I got to the property, um, the supposed remodel basically was there was no flooring. There was no walls. <laughs> there was holes in the ceiling. Um, there was no kitchen. It had been gutted. There was no bathroom. I mean, it was a lot to work with. I see. So there's a lack of communication. Yeah, there, there was. It was just. And then at that point, I also had the court had ordered him to vacate the property. So I now became an eviction oh. person and had to work on on getting him moved out. Um, so I mean, there. You never know what you're going to come across during sure. these types of scenarios. People get very invested, and of course, it is their home, so they are very emotional about it. Um, but that property, 
it was it went on market. I got it uh, in escrow within a week, and then we closed it in two weeks. So, you know, it That's moves through. Interesting, <laughs> because now you have several parties involved, right? Yeah. So does the husband have an agent and the wife has an agent? or No, usually it doesn't work like that. Usually you just have to have one, and usually it's got to be one that's a neutral agent. So it's not oh. one that's more biased towards each other. So whenever I come into a deal like this, I have to look on the best interest of both sides and kind of communicate and mediate between both of them. When I hear agents going through and helping, you know, someone sell a home, they also tend to help that same individual buy a home. So in this case, you have three deals going on, right? Yes, yes. The Usually they and sell and then um, either buyers. they rent or then they go and buy. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it, it kind of works out that way. You're milking it. <laughs> well, <laughs> trying to, right? Trying to. This is the best thing is just to help them. Because some people think, oh, we're going to divorce. Let's just stay in the house. But it gets messy. Mm-hmm. It's just easier to have a clean cut you know, move on and start your life new. Would you say that's your ideal client then, someone that's going through this? Uh, Ideal client? Well, I'm looking for divorcees. (laughs) I know. I don't know about, I think an ideal client, I don't really think that exists because whether it's like a new home buyers, right? They need a lot more information, a lot more handholding. Investors, they think they know everything. They they tell, oh, I want it this way, right? And then divorces, I mean, they're in a very different emotional state. So, I don't think there's ever any ideal client. I mean, they all have, you know, some type of attention and you've got to just be able to, you know, kind of work around that and be an expert with how to handle their emotions. Mm, One size fits one. So (laughs) everyone's kind of got their own case. Yeah, exactly. Because you have to remember it's such a big purchase too. So, Mm -hmm. and it's a big financial. So, I mean, I've dealt with clients where they're like crying and they're Mm -hmm. like, no, I don't want to buy anymore. I don't want to do this. Or, you know, the divorce ones who's like, why are we going through this? So, I mean, it's tough. It's really interesting that you are doing specifically, I know I just keep pressing the topic, but the divorcees, (laughs) it's just so curious. I'm so curious about it. The divorcees. It doesn't seem like it's affected by the market per se because it's just a life event that happens. Exactly. It's not like it's a great time to sell. Right, no, right, right. No, it's you have to sell. You, you know, have I to mean, sell. you've got three options when you're divorcing. You can either sell the property and liquidate it and then divide the assets or the losses, depending on where you're at at that point. Sure. Um, or you can have a buyout, which at that point it would be one spouse buying out the other spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also have to agree to that. Or you can defer the sale. Um, because this would be dependent on if you had child custody and you had children. So whoever has the primary custody of the children would stay on the property um, until the kids are of age and then they move out and then you sell. But I mean, all three options, it comes down to a sale. It's <laughs> just a matter true. of when. Yeah. yeah, and the specifics and the processes. Exactly. And I guess the people involved. Mm-hmm. So like who would who else aside from yourself would be involved in this type of a transaction? A transaction like this usually involves the attorneys. So both sides would usually have an attorney. um, Unless they're self-represented, then they would Mm -hmm. represent themselves. Yeah, so it would be the attorneys, um, the realtor, and even to escrow and title rep. Everybody has to work hand-in-hand just to get this all processed and put through. Um, For example, I had this client um, who wanted to sell the house. The husband didn't want to. He was just acting up so much that the court ended up taking away his rights for the sale of the house. Yeah. Um, and the court became the Ellisor, which is they would sign on behalf of everything on his name. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, you work hand in hand with that, with the title company to to get that sold. Everything has to be, you know, very uh, precise because it is a legal sale and 
you know, it's a movement of property now without the person who was on title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the, the, I mean, there's a lot. And when courts are involved, too, it, it's very opposite because, for example, for attorneys in courts, everything moves at like a snail pace. Yeah. So like, for example, if you want to file a motion, mm -hmm. you probably might not be heard for three or four months in court before your motion gets gets heard. Yeah. In real estate, that's completely opposite where it's like, oh, we're in the middle of the deal. It's a 14-day escrow. Exactly, we got to move, exactly. move, move. So when you try to work that hand in hand with, with the courts, it, it gets stressful because we have a timeline and then the courts have their slower timeline. Uh -huh. So even when we had an Ellisor who had to sign off, if you submit the papers for the clerk to sign as Ellisor, it takes about like mm, five to seven days just to wait for signatures. Meanwhile, you know, you're, you're working on all these timelines of inspection and having to sign off on contingencies, but it's all dependent on waiting on the court as well. So is it all dependent on the court? Or I mean, I'm also assuming that the choice of lawyer or attorney would matter a lot too. You know, they have to be an expert at this. Exactly. Uh, you do need a, a very seasoned family law attorney or mm -hmm. somebody that can work hand in hand with the realtor as well. So they, basically, me and the attorneys would be in communication almost uh, weekly just to I keep see. an update on how everything's going. So, so you've got a team already built, like a team specific for this need already built? Um, I work with several attorneys. Okay. And so, yeah, so I don't, I don't just stay with one. I, yeah. I do work with several um, yeah. because, you know, I can offer a lot of value for them because, you know, if they've worked with me before, they kind of know, you know, how my work goes. And, and I know a lot about the legal system and the litigation for divorce. So mm -hmm. that kind of because I know a lot of realtors, they won't touch something if it's a divorce because they don't want to have to be called to court to testify mm -hmm. or write a declaration or anything like that. I have no problems with that. <laughs> well, if I if I were to become a realtor, I wouldn't want to deal with that. Yeah, a I, lot of people they're like, "Oh, it's trouble. court. I don't want to go. It's trouble." Or you get served papers. Um, you got emotional people. You got yelling people. Oh yeah, crying, yelling, crying. all, oh, all yeah. kinds of things. Well, yeah, yeah. No, it's just because I know what they're going through. I've been through it myself, so you know it. It and it comes with time just to understand where they're at. You just got to have that empathy level for them. How do you find these people? Like lead, lead wise, how do you find them or do they find you? Um, it's kind of a mix of both, actually. So the attorneys that I do work with, they do put oh, sorry, me on. I a, don't mean the attorneys. I mean the, your clients. Oh no, I'm saying so the attorneys do put me on a referral list. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so usually they put like two or three agents. Um, then their clients will reach out and I'll interview and discuss with them, um, or it's through referrals through other clients that I've had before. Um, also, just cold. Cold, yeah, you correct. know, advertising, like outreach, marketing, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that's also why we also have seminars as well for, you know, process of divorce. Mm -hmm. So we kind of come up with a team. So we have an attorney that talks about the process of divorce. I talk about how it's different when you're doing real estate and divorce. And then we even have a lender that talks about, you know, refinancing or how can you purchase a home while you're in the middle of a sure. divorce. Do you happen to have a date of your next event of this, uh, like the seminar or this? Oh, yeah, we have one coming up on Friday, uh, February, uh, I think, 17th, the Friday, and it's from uh, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Um, you can find us on Eventbrite, so you can go on an RSVP. It's mm -hmm. a Zoom call, so I mean, oh, you it's know. a Zoom call. Yeah, okay. it's a Zoom call. It's only one hour. It's a great way to just kind of get you to know the steps of divorce and how that all entails. All right, excellent, excellent. I, you know, we, we touched a little bit on the topic of, of marketing yourself and getting leads. Um, I know... I specifically know this because we've known each other for a little while, mm -hmm. that you do a lot of community work or you do a lot of community activity to get your oh, yeah, name yeah. known here. Yeah, yeah. Do you have um, any examples of that? Well, in the last couple of years, we've done things for the community like uh, 
Halloween uh, pumpkin carving event or trick or treating. Bring the kids. Yeah, bring the kids. Because I mean, events are great. Because when you have kids, people always look for places where they can take their kids for different events. Yeah. Um. So our office is Realty One in Palos Verdes. So in the Palos Verdes community, we love to just do an annual Halloween carving, pumpkin carving, or trick or treating event. Um. Sometimes we do breakfast breakfast events. Like just in December, I had one where you know come by, say hi, have breakfast, grab a free roll of wrapping paper as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our upcoming event is we have a rummage sale, uh, which is going to benefit the uh, Palos Verdes Library and Ribbon for Humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rummage sale, all uh, proceeds from the sale will will go towards them. Um, I think that's about all the events we have going on right now. Yeah, but doing these this type of work, it's like you're reaching out to the community, mm-hmm. and I mean they they realize that you're a, you're a realtor, you know, like you're able to help them in case that time comes. Right, right. Maybe not for them or someone they know. <laughs> right, right. So I, I think that's a that's an interesting way to market and to get closer to um, your community. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, in Palos Verdes, the community is so small. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. You know, and it's good to give back, you know, uh, give them events, things to do. I think it's always fun. You know, people look forward to, you know, oh, when is the next Halloween exactly. carving par- party? And and major life event. You're not just going to, someone who just like... Uh, Hey, I'm going to sell your house kind of thing. It's like the, the trust <laughs> yeah. needs to be there. Yes, you see, yes. They take, you know, you give their kids pumpkins. Come on, what kind <laughs> of tr- you're building up a lot of trust here. Well, you're helping them carve things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people want to work with people that they like and trust. Yeah. That, that's basically how sales go. So, I mean, you're not just going to throw a rock out and randomly find somebody and be like, oh, I'm going to sell my house. Let's use you. <laughs> you know, yeah. it kind of doesn't work that way. You know, you have to come from a place of value mm-hmm. um, and be able to contribute. So to me, it's not always just about trying to get leads or doing sales. It's just about creating, you know, relationships with people, having friendships, being out in the community. Yeah. Awesome. And did you did you learn that when you're uh, spoiled with love? Yeah. <laughs> Or? Um, actually, no, because with Spoiled with Love, the clients were a little easier to come by because everybody's getting married. You always come uh, across a lot yeah. of people. So so the marketing was a little bit different in that area. That that was just a little easier to generate sales. Hmm. Have you thought of getting some help, maybe like having or starting a team, or do you prefer solo work? Right now, I'm doing solo work. Eventually, I would like to, you know, start up a team and kind of build from there, mm-hmm. but Starting small first. (laughs) Yeah. Well, plus I also my clients really like to just work with me directly, and not another person. Mm -hmm. Um, The way it works when you work with me is I'm basically available to you 24 hours a day. I'm very quick. So that's one of the feedbacks I get from a lot of my clients is that I'm very quick in responding and taking care of everything quickly. That's funny. Um, Yeah. And so you know I've got to be the the main point of contact for them. Before I uh, we started this, you know I, I. I'll be honest, I, I did a little bit of stalking and I was like, oh, I was like okay, Anna, Annabelle, I <laughs> want to know a little bit about your background. You know, I, I did a little bit of research and yeah. I was surprised to see a lot of your clients say she's so responsive. She's so responsive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, I, I told that. Uh, the yeah, that clicked. Off, yeah, that yeah. Clicked. That that seems to be the theme. Uh, the, my clients love the fact that I'm very, they can rely on me. They don't need to ask me for anything. I take care of everything from beginning to end. I'm with them, you know, every step of the way. Mm. Um, and basically they can reach me at any point. Unless I'm sleeping, you'll reach me at any point. Yeah. <laughs> and even sleeping is very small, so. <laughs> got it, got yeah. it. Now I'm, just uh, before we close out, mm-hmm. I wanted to know where can our audience find you online? Online, you can find me on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, winters.realestate, or you sure. can find me uh, on my website, which is awintersrealestate.com. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the best way to reach me, yeah. Okay. So if they want to stalk me, they can find me on Instagram. <laughs> awesome. Um, but my website has all my details and everything too. Um, and I'll continue updating my website. I tend to put a lot of articles on there too, so people can just go and read about the market and everything. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you hopping on the podcast. And, you know, everyone, they can tune in on your uh, – is it this Friday? This Friday? Yes, Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Um, they can find details on my website at mm-hmm. Anna, uh, com. Awinteresrealestate.com. Um, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, they can go there and um, just go onto the Eventbrite site and RSVP so that they can make sure that they get the Zoom link. 